listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Singer-songwriter Brooklyn Forbes makes music in a variety of styles, including folk, alternative, and psychedelic pop, all of which can be heard on her new EP, Egoic Illusion. from Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I lived most of my life. Um, And then recently had a temporary relocation to Charlotte. And then now I live in Nashville. I started taking piano lessons when I was like five, which was fine, you know, but I built an obsession. My older sister was in an orchestra and I remember going to an orchestra concert and I was just staring at the cello section. I was so obsessed with cello and begged my parents as a five and six year old to let me play cello. Then finally, when I was seven, they caved and got my first cello, super excited. Not a small ask, literally, not a small ask. Literally. I would say that's when like my real journey of like being super into music started um, was when I started cello. I did orchestras, orchestra camp, orchestras every Saturday, my entire life, all the way through high school always was in our orchestra. So that was super great. But I feel like my passion for cello was super strong when I was younger. But then I had like multiple creative interests. And I, you know, I wasn't really sure like, because I also did dance and eventually did theater. I loved doing like a variety of things. So I wasn't really sure. Kept playing piano. I didn't continue with lessons. But, you know, in middle school, I got super into Regina Spector. She was definitely like my awakening as an artist of like, you know, I love music, I love songwriting. I was obsessed with a lot of her early stuff that's, you know, like you were saying, more free form, not exactly pop structure and just really abstract songwriting concepts. I wouldn't say that I played piano, but I would just get home from school and before anyone else got home, like if I was home alone, I would learn Regina Spector songs um, and sing really quiet, but My dad always tried to encourage me to sing growing up. I was so shy. I was so nervous. So I didn't actually sing until high school. And then my friends would be like, oh, you are good at singing. I was like, really? I thought, I just thought like I could sing the right notes. And my dad was being supportive of me. I I was so scared to sing. So then, um, you know, in high school, started doing like theater, musical theater, just kind of all over the place creatively. In college, I music directed an acapella group you know, kept singing, focusing on that kind of, but um, didn't really start songwriting until like junior year, I kind of realized I was like, wait, I'm, you know, writing melodies in my head, like just throughout regular life. But I always just thought like, you know, that's not something special. Like everyone's probably doing that. I didn't see it as me songwriting. I just like kind of am always singing in my head. (laughs) And then I started to kind of dive into that and focus in on like actualizing my ideas and being like, wait, I actually really love writing. I started journaling. I I really love writing. I really love songwriting, creating. And kind of like you were saying about your background, I feel like I just kind of accumulated all these different areas of music that were in my life over time. And then I was like, wait, all of these little things put together. Like I, I really love creating and that's how I got started and started doing like production, started learning how to play guitar and songwriting a couple years ago, like junior year of college. 
So now I am over a year out of being graduated. When the pandemic hit, I really wanted to um, move to Nashville after graduating, um, you know, just to be around musicians, be inspired and meet people. So now I'm finally at the point where I'm able to move here, um, which is super exciting. Just got to Nashville um, and just have been meeting a bunch of people, um, seeing so many talented songwriters perform live and just it's just super inspiring to be in a place where people really care about the craft of songwriting and people are there to listen to it so it's it's such a contagious creative environment and you know everyone i've come across just seems really positive and inspired going back to the cello that's an instrument that i just love the sound of like for for as long as i've been producing and and needing orchestral elements the cello is like my go-to the low end of it if I really need to go low, I'll do the double bass, but it just has a really epic feel to it. Really emotional, good stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely biased, but I think it's the prettiest instrument. <laughs> you know, string instruments are created to replicate the sound of a human voice, but the cello specifically, its range is the most similar to a human vocal register. So it definitely has a lot to work with. There's so many different tones to it, depending on if you're on the higher strings or the lower strings. And it sounds so beautiful um, layered on itself. Sometimes I'll even change the octave of it. If I put cello in a song, I'll just octave it up to make it sound more like a violin or even octave it down. The bass line in Curiosity, if we're gonna get into a song really quick, the bass in Curiosity is actually my cello pitched down the octave. So that's kind of fun. It's funny how you can tweak things like that because I'll do like some mixing projects and people will have uh, a bass line and maybe it's it sounds an octave too high so I just drop it down one and you just start to feel it it's really cool yeah for sure so when did you start like writing and putting songs together proper is that your previous releases here I would say like junior year of college is when I really started like writing it was just a crazy time for me I feel like I had a lot of realizations about myself and what I wanted and just the fact that I had spent so much of my life not alone I just really had this like kind of transformative time of like whoa I've never been alone for my entire life like actually like I'm always like trying to hang out with friends or like just doing what doing whatever never just like sitting with myself without distraction um so that really got me you know obviously that's a life-changing realization to have um so I started writing a lot junior year and putting songs together but a lot of them you know were just fragments of things a lot of incomplete stuff but a lot of just discovering my voice and discovering what was working for me and what wasn't like just kind of experimenting and just enjoying it. I put out two singles prior to the EP that are totally separate from the project. So does not think was the first one. And with that and under wraps, it kind of, you have a more traditional sound and then you kind of transitioned into more experimental psychedelic synth stuff in your EP. I think that both not think and under wraps probably have more of that traditional sound on accident just because I focused so much on one song at a time. So I feel like my perfectionism came through a lot more because I was in nothing mode. 
I was like, I need to finish this song. I need to finish it, whatever. Like just obsession with one at a time um, probably resulted in a different, almost maybe overproduced, but just a different outcome than when I gathered the EP together and I said, okay, you know, I've been working on each of these for a different amount of time and these are all just making sense together as a project. So then I feel like I was more just creatively trusting my instincts because my focus wasn't so hyper fixated on one song. I think on the EP, I had grown into myself a bit more as a writer and producer, um, but it was just kind of an accident, you know, just happened over time. <laughs> When it came time to put that EP together, did you go into it with, you know, I'm going to make this set piece of work in mind? Or was it, do you have these singles and you're like, hey, these kind of work together? I would say they kind of fell together. You know, I had various like either demos that I had started and never finished or um, two of the songs I had started with a friend who engineered on the project. So I just kind of had a, a variety of things and then a couple of new ideas that I had never tried to produce. And I knew that I wanted to put together a project, but I didn't have the project all written and planned out going into production. I would say they just kind of fell together and I had my list of options of, oh, this could go on, this could go on. And then the ones that just ended up feeling like they went together and kind of sticking through is, are the ones that ended up on it. My biggest influences regarding sound and songwriting and production are definitely Regina Spector, Fiona Apple, Lana, Ben Folds. Yeah, those those are the biggest ones for me. And also I would say like Wiseblood and Mitski are um, strong influences for me too. I really love, you know, indie female musicians, indie female singer-songwriters. That's just the stuff I love to listen to. So naturally I'm, I'm the most inspired by that, um, even if it's just subconsciously, because that's the stuff that I think is so cool. On My Way is the oldest song on the EP. I started that one quite a long time ago um, with my friend, Danny Sofa, who is a engineer and a painter. Um, and we, we started that one with instruments. I would just play the instruments and he, this was actually one of the first songs I ever even attempted to produce. So his kind of experimental engineering touch definitely was a cool influence on the early phases of that song but we started it almost two years ago i didn't even really have most if any of the words written for it but then i went back and kind of rewrote it and came to him and was like okay this song has a lot of potential i want to restart it and change all the production and just make it what i think it's supposed to be because what we had before was just you know kind of ideas thrown together. Um, so brought it back to him and we reworked the whole thing production-wise, kept writing vocals. I just kept rewriting and rewriting. It was one of those songs that I had written so long ago that it was just like, it just kept rewriting itself because I didn't really know what I was doing when I wrote it. I just was choosing cool melodies and just kind of liked the vibe of where the sound was going. That one is definitely the most experimental and just kind of, it just kind of happened. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up finishing out the production in my parents' bedroom. And then I kind of needed outside help getting it mixed because there was just so many layers on it. And I, I took it to Gap 3 Studios in Charlotte and Chris Green um, mixed it for me. And 
helped with that. You know, I tweaked it a little more from there, but that's how that song came about. So yeah, Danny Sopa and Chris Green contributed on that. So Curiosity, you mentioned uh, the bass is actually the cello, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And in that one, you kind of go back to a more stripped down sound, showcasing your more, uh, I guess, indie folk side, maybe? That one definitely came together in a different way because it started off more as a songwritery process um, than production process. And I think that accounts for the sound being quite different because it is a lot more guitar and cello focused. There are a bunch of little synths in there, but they're quiet and they're just kind of add-ons. They're not key to the arrangement. They're just things that felt right throughout the process. So I wrote that song and I didn't feel like my guitar skills were um, good enough to execute. So (laughs) I had my friend Peter Graves, who's a really great guitarist, um, play the guitar for me on that track. So he played the rhythmic acoustic and then the um, slide electric on there. And then that was the basis of the song really was the guitar melodies. And then that song, I, I did have a couple like demos that I tried to put together, but they, they didn't really fit until I was able to have a more talented guitarist play the parts. That song, I literally told myself, it's only gonna be guitar and a little bit of cello and like all the vocal layers, which I already kind of had in my mind. Um, and then of course it ended up being like a ton more than that, but that was my vision was just guitar and cello. So The Ashes, it's kind of a sequel to Curiosity in sonically speaking, but you have these awesome harmonies and vocal layers going on. The Ashes was the last song that I put together on the EP. I started with guitar. I only wanted one guitar layer initially, but it kind of grew from there. I wanted it to be as bare as possible, but sometimes I say that and then I'm like, I'll just add another layer. And then I do that a couple times and then I'm like, okay, now there's 20 vocal layers, but I like it. So that one definitely happened. I don't want to say on accident, but it totally just all of it happened on accident. And then I think I had it together, but I just knew that it needed more movement melodically. The harmonies pretty much were a later addition to the song. I just felt they were needed. And I heard one of the harmonies, the kind of like, there's one that has a chorus effect on it that it's the first one that you hear, like not later in the song. They're like, um... Like that's the first harmony that you kind of hear come in. And after the first chorus, that one comes in. And I knew I I, I just kind of heard that one. So I recorded it and was like, okay, I'm gonna put that in. And then I was like, well, now I have to build them. So I just kind of like, I basically just sang a bunch of random layers and kept most of them and just ended up liking. But I I did that for um, the end of Under Wraps too. I just had one night where I just recorded a bunch of vocals in that outro and was like, okay, that was kind of cool. So I would say the ashes came about in a similar way um, to Under Wraps where all the vocal layers were just kind of impulsive and then they ended up fitting together and I liked them. Hostility, I think, is my favorite. It goes through different movements, almost in a musical theater kind of way. So is that your theater background coming out? 
I would say it's more of my um, Ben Folds slash Regina Spector influences coming out. Um, they're definitely two of my biggest songwriting influences. And it's interesting you say that though, because occasionally I'll show them to someone and they'll, someone will mention that it sounds like musical theater. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what musical theater are you listening to? Because I can't see the connection at all. But I would say that those are my influences for it. So it, it would make sense if, if that was your impression. Just more in the storytelling aspect and a lot of musical theater songs, you know, they'll, they'll be telling us a story and then it'll change a little bit and change a little bit. So that's kind of where, where I get that idea from. Yeah, for sure. And I would say those are also characteristics that I love about both Ben and Regina's music is the experimental storytelling feeling of it. So I, I see the connection, but you know, it's just one of those things. And the piano is gorgeous. So who did the piano on that one? I did the piano on that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I just wrote the, the chorus of it in my head. I was singing hostility, hostility, and I just heard fast moving like kind of arpeggiated piano behind it like i heard the feeling of the song and of the piano before i heard the distinct melody and i probably waited a couple of weeks before i even sat down at the piano to try to attempt what i was hearing in my head because i didn't want to accidentally water it down or not do it justice like i didn't want to actually try to play what i was hearing until i knew what i was hearing um, and coincidentally, I was reading um, Ben Fold's book, A Dream of Lightning Bugs, at the same time. And he gives that advice in the book. So around the time, like within a day or so of um, reading this passage where he talks about, if you have an idea, let it resonate in your head before you run to the instrument. Like, just let it sit with you and figure out. Don't feel like you have to rush to your instrument as soon as you have a songwriting idea. Let it grow in your brain. I trusted his advice and I did not rush to the piano. And then when I did, I felt a lot more equipped to try to figure out what I was doing on there. ideas just kind of happen in my head rather than trying to sit down and write something. Fun fact, um, the synths, all of the synths in Hostility, I was about to leave for a flight and I wanted to be able to mix, um, to mix the track while I was out of town. I didn't have any of the synths down. I had procrastinated it. I just had a busy week and I was like, I have to leave 20 minutes um, to leave for the airport. So I just plugged in my synth and I just let the song play like 
on loop mode and just like was finding different sounds and just recorded like a bunch of layers for whatever amount of time I had. And then I was just like, I don't know what just happened and closed my laptop and went on my flight. And then I ended up listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, these all kind of work. So I like trimmed them, like moved some around, but I would say that, um, you know, the piano arrangement was very thought out on hostility, but the additional production elements were super impulsive and just kind of happened. And then I ended up liking what happened. <laughs> Sometimes it's just experimentation that you just piece together like that. It's cool. That brings us to your EP closer, Echo Chamber. Would you go back into more of the, the lo-fi pop realm? Echo Chamber and On My Way were both the songs that um, were engineered by Danny Sofa. I can hear that a little bit. Yeah, yeah you can You can kind of hear it. Um, definitely more of the experimental kind of engineering, um, engineering stuff. And so that was another song that I started with him and was experimental. So we basically were like, okay, let's start a new file, whatever. So I laid down the chords for it and the instrumentation. And then he was messing around on engineering and I just had a notebook and was just like journaling, trying to write something based off of the melodies that I'd written and what the world of it was starting to feel like. And then just ended up writing um, the first verse and chorus there. And we just laid down some vocals for it. So it just, it just really fell together in studio, that one. I think that was just in the moment, like the writing just kind of, it just happened for me and it ended up working out. And then, you know, I was really happy with it. Cause sometimes you're pleasantly surprised if you just go on a whim and just try to make something out of nothing. There's a few synth noises that kind of have a cameo throughout multiple songs that I like to reuse, like just random like fluttery. That's another one that um, I added a bunch of more synths onto the production later on, and then also wrote and recorded verse two later on, and then just like went back, messed around with the vocal tracks, like added a bunch more, figured out the overall movement of the song um, because we really only had the first chunk when we made that demo. performance with other people is definitely something I'm super interested in you know I because I feel like a lot of my music naturally has a full a fuller sound that isn't exactly executed in the same way when it's just me and the guitar or even just me and a piano but I really love um collaborating with people like regarding playing live that was part of the reason why I loved acapella so much in college just because like singing with other people and like feeling that live music moment of like we got it like I don't know there's just there's such such a good feeling to that so definitely live performance is one of my absolute favorite aspects of music and I think it's where like it's where a lot of the magic happens going to concerts and making music with other people and like just having it click are definitely like just my favorite things ever there's so much room for growth if I can incorporate more collaborators, like people who play an instrument like really well, or people who want to write together, or people who like are engineers, like 
you know, just just anything along those lines. I feel like I've kind of been like filling several roles, especially in the production of this EP. And I love producing. Like I I get really like zoned into it and, you know, get really hyper fixated on it. That's one of the reasons I'm super excited to be in Nashville is to meet people that do things differently than me and that um, are excited to collaborate on the vision. Um, definitely something I look forward to. And just ultimately the thing I love about music so much really is like those moments of collaboration and like when it clicks and everyone gets that feeling like that's it, you know, it's, it's an awesome experience. This is me just freaking out in my room by myself. Like, wait, oh, I have this idea, but like no one, no one to get hype with me over it. The only things left is what's next for you. I feel really inspired right now to write. Completing this project was, I don't know, really a wonderful feeling because I feel like I was able to give as much justice as I could to some creations that I've been sitting on for the most part. And now I just feel really inspired as a writer, especially on piano. I think um, going forward, I do think hostility was a big like turning point for me as a songwriter. And I think that my future um, creations will probably include a lot more of that songwriting style and um, definitely some more songs with piano. Once I feel like I have um, a next assortment of you know, maybe songs that go together that feel like feel like there'll be a project again. I'm definitely excited to get back into production whenever I can, but kind of in a writing phase right now. Once I feel like I have a little assortment, then I'll probably go into it with the mindset of the EP of like taking turns working on different things and put together the next project. Links to Brooklyn's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show, at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.